Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 5th of December. This is your host, Colton Gibson, and today I'm joined by my producer, Justin Brown, and co-host, Ryan Liguez. There's a lot to cover this morning as we wrap up our semester this week and get ready for the winter holidays, but before we get started, let's throw it to Ryan for a quick word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 of Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. We're going to go ahead and get started with the Bobcat basketball team and a little update on how their seasons have started. First, with the Texas State women's basketball team. are off to a 5-2 and two record to start their season following a 74-62 win over the Loyola Marymount Lions this past Saturday. It was a great game, uh, both offensively and defensively for the Bobcats. I was on the call with Paxton, and we got to see Denasia Hood drop 26 points in this game. Just another great showing for her. Yeah, and, you know, Coach, after the game, was talking about Denasia Hood, and she said, you know, she was an MVP on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. But like you said, 26 points for her. And then you got Kennedy Taylor, you know, going with 15 points, three for three on three. So that's pretty good to see that's that. And then, you know, we also have Lauren Thompson going for 12. So really good, you know, really good to get these scores, um, these guys, these girls scoring a lot and, you know, really spreading the ball out more. You know, we said that last week when we saw the, the stat line for that game, but even more for this one, they're really starting to spread the ball out. And then defensively, you know, they're just on, on the ball right now. Yes, and I mean, what performance do you expect from Denasia Hood? I mean, she's doing this usually every season by far now, and they're doing it because now they're undefeated at home. This is one of the best home starts that this Bobcat team has ever had. With this win now, they are, they've matched their own performance they had in the season of 2019, but what do you expect? I mean, this is Coach Zinnery Antoine's 12th year as a coach, and she's doing big things. This team, Loyola Marymount, though, they've only faced each other three times in the past, and that was in the year 1999 when they played in California. Then they played in 2021 which is was in a, a tournament in utah and then now they play now so this is just a team they haven't seen before too much but this is a great non-conference game to get really prepared for those sunbelt opponents yeah and you know 26 points off of turnovers i mean that is just a great stat you know it's about maybe a third of the points scored that game so it's really like going back to this defense it's really good to see that defense develop and you know that's kind of been i think the thing with this uh, ladies uh, this woman's uh, basketball team is their defense has kind of been spotty offense has always been good as we always know but their defense has been a little spotty, so to get those turnovers and to make points off of it, that's just a recipe for success. So hopefully they can continue their success on both sides of the ball as their next game will be against the Morgan State Bears this Sunday, December 11th at 3 p.m. That game will be at Strahan Arena. So make sure, even though classes and finals will be able to go out and support the women's basketball team as they keep keep their season going and they get ready for their conference schedule. But now for the men's basketball team, they played yesterday at home and unfortunately lost 83 to 71 against the rice owls it was a good game i was also at this game and it seemed like the bobcats were just they just got behind early and had trouble kind of bringing it back throughout the whole game brought it back within a few points here and there a few times and just were not able to capitalize and get the lead back and I mean, look at Quincy Olivara. I mean, 30 points in that game, five for eight on threes. I mean, that guy was just dominant. And, you know, they had, other than him, three other players that were in double digits. I mean, that is just a great look for them. One guy, uh, let's see, it was uh, McKee Mason. I mean, he was just able to get it going. And, you know, with a team like Rice, they're a good team. You know, it's not like, you know, Hawaii. Well, Hawaii was a good team, but Rice, they were a good team, six and two. So, you know, this was a tough challenge for the Bobcats, but I mean, Mason Harrell's able to rise to the occasion, 23 points. I think that's his, like, 
fourth or fifth game in a row with 20 with over 20 points he's just killing it but you know it was just you know in the in the the other players that weren't able to get it going we always talk about brandon davis he only had six points in this game so it was, it was an off game for him and then defensively they were struggling but i think they can bounce back next game 100 percent, ryan and the one thing that i saw in this game is the differential between bench points you look at rice they have six bench points you look at texas state they have 34 and that is because you got big players coming off the bench like brandon love i mean this guy is almost a seven footer himself and he had you know in total he had nine points and he did that with the block a steal and three different uh, three rebounds and he was perfect from the floor he was four for four so that is what you want to see on your bench you know you want those players coming in especially when brandon davis is having a bad game mason harrell in this one did not that man he's averaging 19.8 points per game and in the past four outings as you mentioned ryan he has scored 20 points so yeah no just a huge outing for the i mean for the rice owls to get this win i mean 30 points on the bobcats head that's not something you want to expect defensively just way better defense is going to be needed by this texas state team if they want to prevent three pointers from falling on their heads like it did then but if we talk about this team though this rice team they're known for the three pointers they're averaging around 24 three-pointer attempts a game and with olivari scoring them i mean what do you expect? I mean, you got to play better defense. That was the assignment before the game, and you just have to prepare yourself defensively for that. But the Bobcats, I mean, this is a good season so far, and to lose to a big team like Rice, I mean, that's just you need to be prepared for that game. Yeah, I think there's some good things to look at here. A lot of the players that haven't gotten a lot of action this season and maybe haven't shown their full potential this season, Drew Drennan's a guy I'm looking at. He had 11 points, went two for three from three-pointer and five of six from the free-throw line. So he had a great game. And at one point, the team was down by 20 points. That was with 10 minutes left in the game. So, you know, I mean, they they were able to bring it back. They were resilient. They they were able to bring it back. And that's something that you like to see. So when you're in games that maybe you're not losing by 20 points, that you can ultimately bring it back. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, as we always say in the beginning of the season, you know, what's the lineup going to look like? You know, how is it going to look? Are they going to change it? Is it going to be always evolving? And, you know, I think maybe Terrence Johnson, you know, he might look at guys like Drew Drennan and Brandon Love. Maybe get him a start a couple games. Maybe give him a little more minutes, you know, kind of see how that recipe in the lineup will work. And, you know, I, I feel like if uh, you get kind of more games like this against, you know, Rice where it's kind of close and, you know, you, you're almost there, you kind of have it figured out, then maybe make some more changes and just see how it goes. But, you know, we always know Mason Harrell is going to be starting that lineup, no problem. Yeah, Mason Harrell, I mean, when he's not dishing it out, he's shooting these difficult shots. Some of them shots he was doing on one leg, it was kind of surprising. I was like, how is this guy getting these shots off? He's showing people that the Sun Belt is the fun belt, as you know. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking about Brandon Love. I mean, this guy, he's doing great. And obviously getting him in that starting rotation would be good. We saw Dylan Dawson get a starting position in this game and maybe bring Brandon Love in that position. I mean, the points and the paint in this one were huge for the Bobcats. And Brandon Love, he's a big reason for that, that seven-foot player he's blocking him he's getting rebounds he's perfect from the floor and it seemed nobody was able to stop him especially when rice was playing so small you know because they were trying to get those three-pointers up every player on that court was shooting threes um, besides max fielder um, for the rice house that tall seven footer in the paint he was a paint beast in this one he did pretty good as well i mean you're talking he had himself a game of i think it was here max fielder had Oh, just 12 points off of 36 minutes, and that was 10 rebounds as well and two blocks. So Guy had a big game as well for him. But you know what game I'm excited about, guys? It's about their next match against UTA Mavericks. I mean, this is this is huge. And Colton, what time will that game be? Yeah, as you mentioned, the UT Arlington Mavericks will be traveling down. I'm sorry. It will be a game in Fort Worth this Saturday, December 10th at 6.30 p.m. So the Bobcats will look to bounce back against their former Sunbelt Conference opponent, now a member of the WAC. 
Uh, so it's going to be a good game. They're going to look to bounce back with another win. And before we send it to break, Justin, I know you want to look at some San Marcos High School basketball, as we always do, so take it away. Yes, yes, I am ready 100% for this time, guys. San Marcos Rattler Boys basketball, they're doing great things. Their season so far, 8-2, and two, and they just coming off a – Big win against Central Catholic. That was an 80-62 to 62 win against Central Catholic. And they will be playing tomorrow, December 6th, against Brentwood Christian. And this is a game where players like, you know, we've seen so far Malik Presley, Javen Kofer, we're trying to see them step up in this role and continue to be great regular season players. I mean, they're not in the conference games yet. They're not in district games. But this is a new district for them, so it's quite exciting for them. But before we do go to commercial break, Colton, I did want to mention just the Texas State boys basketball, I mean, Texas State men's basketball team's record against the UTA Mavericks because they're rivals. If you don't know, now you know. Last time the Bobcats played against UTA Mavericks was last year. They ended 58-53, to but this series is quite close. The Bobcats have 14 wins while the Mavericks have 24 of their own, and the Bobcats and them have gone back and forth, back and forth usually, but now the Bobcats, when they play away against the UTA Mavericks, they're 5-13. and So it's going to be an interesting game for the Bobcats. They need to bounce back it's a tough loss against rice and i don't see any better way to do it than playing against an old rival which should get you know a really interesting matchup for that but yeah that's all i really have before the break Kyle. Uh, colton well, we're going to take a quick break but on the other side of it we will talk about the newest member of the texas state football team so don't go anywhere you're listening to bobcat radio on ktsw 89.9 welcome back to this monday edition of bobcat radio in the studio with me i have my producer justin brown and co-host ryan Liguez, and this is your host colton gibson as I said before the break, the search for a new head coach for the Bobcat football team is now over. As Don Coriel and Kelly Danfis said, it was going to be a quick search to try to fill this position and get stuff in the works. They weren't lying as Texas State has decided on a new head coach, and it will be G.J. Kinney, former now head football coach of Incarnate Word. And it's a big announcement. Everybody is very excited about it. I, I saw yesterday on Twitter that he actually – pulled Ashton Hawkins aside and kept him from getting going into the transfer portal. He decided to stay at Texas State now. So we were talking about that big list of players going into the transfer portal, and hopefully this new head coach is going to be able to kind of convince some of them to stay and keep a little bit of the experience that the Bobcats do have. It's very little, but keep a little bit that they do have. Keep it here and, you know, keep that as an asset. G.J. Kinney, I mean, this guy is a good pickup for Texas State. I mean – Look at him. He has previous experience in the NFL. I mean, this guy w was a redshirt freshman in the University of Texas back in the day. Then he got picked up by the New York Jets, went around the league a little bit, went to the Giants, and he has experience playing professionally, and he knows what it takes for collegiate athletes to become great. And to pick up Ashton Hawkins, bring him back on the team, that's amazing for this team because he's someone that broke records for the Bobcats this year, and he didn't even play those last few games. But you look at his record right now as a head coach because he was currently the head coach of the UIW Cardinals. Cardinals, and he actually had them out to an 11 and one record and that they tied for first place in the Southland conference. So that was just a huge performance by GJ Kinney as a head coach. And to see that success, it's going to make a lot of Bobcat fans, including me really happy about this football team. Cause we had a coach that I don't even think got to 11. No, we got the 13 wins in his career, but it took him four years. So to have a head coach doing that in one year and having him come to our team, it's quite exciting. Yeah, and, you know, we've seen, the Bobcats have seen how good a, the UIW team is. I mean, they beat us last year, and that was a kind of an embarrassing game for them. But, you know, and also, you know, bringing, you know, he, brought, he was able to bring back Austin Hawkins, Ashton Hawkins. He was also bringing back Lincoln Perry. Lincoln Perry, our lead rusher, said, yeah, I'm coming back. So I also wonder, you know, with, you know, transfer portal, you can either stay, you can go. 
I wonder if with bringing two of our top the top offensive players in the, in our team, if it's going to you know cause some other guys to come back. Hey, maybe Kyle Hergel want to come back. He's like, oh, well, Lincoln Zing is back. Maybe I'll come back. But yeah, you know, and you know, uh, he was saying, uh, Kenny, 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 sorry. Kenny was saying uh, earlier this week, you know, he's still committed to UIW, you know, because they're still going in the playoffs. And so that kind of shows the kind of guy that he is. Because he said, I'll be, I, I'm going to commit. I'm going to split time between UIW and Texas State. I'm going I'm to try and do both. And that kind of shows the guy he is. Like, he won't give up on his guys until the job is done. And, I mean, this guy, it shows how dedicated he is to his sport. He was coaching in the playoffs on his birthday, and then two days after his birthday, he's already on the Texas State field in merch taking pictures. So it just shows that this guy, he is committed to coaching. It's for UIW and for here at Texas State. And and as you mentioned, Lincoln Perry and Ashton Hawkins returning. I mean, the two best offensive output items on this team. I mean, these players are doing amazing. All you need now is a quarterback, and that's that's going to be the interesting situation with Lane Hatcher. I mean, he I'm pretty sure he's out of here um, with you know all the he's in the transfer portal with all these other players so we're definitely looking for a quarterback to run this this team because now we got the great coach it seems like we got the offensive talent with Lincoln Perry and Ashton Hawkins it's just who are we going to get holding that pigskin it's really the question at the end of the day yeah they announced him yesterday at the basketball game and everybody was very excited standing ovations and this guy hasn't even coached a game yet so obviously very high hopes for coach Kenny as we head into next football season we'll have Plenty to talk about as he will start his journey here at Texas State. But we will stay now in the college football realm. Many people know that this past weekend was conference championship weekend. So each conference crowned their respective champions and bowl announcements and college football playoff announcements have now happened. The four teams in the playoff are Georgia, Michigan, TCU and Ohio State. Uh, it was a crazy weekend, about as, as crazy as I probably thought it could have gone. TCU losing to Kansas State, USC losing and ultimately getting knocked out. Bama might have thought they had a chance to get in at some point. So just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for some of these teams. And it was really a toss-up to see who got in. So I guess, you know, there's plenty of bowl games to talk about, but the college football playoff is the really big thing. And, and who's y'all's team that y'all expect to get in? I believe the two games going on are... Georgia versus TCU, and then Ohio State and Michigan are getting to play again in the first round. Well, you know, I was preaching, you know, for for TCU's downfall this whole season. But now that it's over, season's over, you, you know, Longhorns ain't going to make anything. Well, they're making the Alamo Bowl, but they ain't going to make the, the championship playoff. So, but now I'm going to switch sides, and I'm going to pre, I'm going a, I'm to a go for TCU. I mean, Texas team, first time in, I don't know, ever, I think it was ever, that a Texas team has made it to the college football playoff. So I'm going to go for them, root for them. You know, it was crazy, like you said, over this weekend because everyone's saying, oh, maybe Alabama, you know, with TCU losing to Kansas State, they're like, oh, maybe Alabama's going to jump. And everyone's like, that would be a robbery of mass proportions if Alabama went, they, they put Alabama over TCU. But TCU was able to stay stay strong, and so I'm going for TCU on this one. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to go for TCU. That's the game that I was going to bring up. I mean, this loss against Kansas State was heartbreaking for all the Horn Frogs fans. I mean, 38 to 20, I mean, 31 to 28. I mean, but what did you see in that game? You saw Max Duggan, I mean, doing a great thing for this team. He had 110 rushing yards, and that's your quarterback right there. And that guy's throwing 251 yards and a touchdown. So this is an amazing performance from the TCU Horn Frogs, but just came against a team that had nothing to lose. Kansas State, they were really just trying to spoil TCU's chances, and 
they did so. I mean, they did a, had a great game. But, I mean, what am I looking forward to? I'm want, looking forward to TCU doing something against Georgia. I mean, Georgia has always been seen as the powerhouse team, the one team that you can't beat. Well, Alabama's not here, and TCU is, and they're looking forward to making an impact, and that's what I think they're going to do. So I'm going for TCU with you, Ryan. I'm, I'm bleeding purple this week. And I misspoke. It's actually Georgia versus Ohio State and TCU oh, versus well, Michigan. Well, but Bolton, so. you know, yeah, I can still take TCU. Yeah, but. you know who we're going for anyways. And I think in this, I um, TCU would, would definitely be a cool thing to see a Texas team winning. But I kind of want to see Michigan win. It's just Michigan has only been up here for, for so long. They've always been pretty okay. And they've they've been up in the, the higher ups now for a few years. And I think they deserve it. I think they have put together a really good team. They have an amazing coach. Uh, so I think that Michigan has a really good shot to win it and and beat, you know, beat Georgia. If that is who they are going to have to play in the final, I think that they have one of the best shots of beating Georgia. Um, so we'll see what happens that the bowl games are starting next week. And I believe and go all the way through New Year's. So just loads of college football coming up for people that love to watch college football. Um, but now we will take a step away from football and we were look at the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA much this year. So we will take a look at the NBA and it's, it's crazy right now. I want to focus on the Western conference, I think, and just how all over the place the Western conference is, you know, there's between the one seed and the 10 seed, there's only four and a half games. And I feel like every day these standings change. So what do you, what do you guys even think about this? The Pelicans are number two right now. Well, here's what I have to say. You know, we always have expected the Western Conference and the NBA to be the most competitive conference, and that is the case here. You know, being four and apart games, four and a half games apart from each other, these teams are playing really well. And one team that needs the spotlight, one team that no one expected to be in the second place in the Western Conference, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans. They're 15 and eight, right behind the 16 and seven Phoenix Suns, and right right ahead of the 14 and nine Denver Nuggets, led by a seven footer that can get triple doubles every game, named Nikola Jokic. So, I mean, what are you not? surprise I mean this season is just amazing I, I love it as a true NBA fan this is completely unexpected I'm literally about to tell you all the Sacramento Kings are the fifth seed in the NBA which is quite insane right now um, but if I'm picking one team out of the West to really go far and upset and maintain this record I'm going for the Pelicans seems like Zion Williamson is defying all reporters and journalists minds by we thought he would be an injured player for the rest of the year he's doing the contrary dropping 27 points on people's head picking up double doubles he was two assists shy from a triple double recently so just in great performance from the pelicans in the in the western conference but you know ryan what are you seeing in this western conference well actually i'm gonna I'm kind of go with you on all points with you know I'm, I'm agreeing with you with the new orleans Pel the new orleans pelicans you know i think they can go far and i think they're doing really good and also speaking on you know with sacramento Kings, it's kind of crazy because it seemed like a year ago last season like they were just going to sell the team because they weren't even doing that good so it seemed like they were going to get sold move somewhere else and now look at them they're 13-9, and nine, they're fifth in the Western Conference, and they're still going. I mean, DeAndre Fox is doing good. Donovan Mitchell's doing good. You know, they're, I'm surprised. I'm, they're my big surprise. I didn't think they would be doing this good in this season, but look at them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what I would like to say about that Sacramento Kings team is like, okay, because, you know, I'm, I'm the NBA fan in the room right now, so I'm going to go on a little little tangent. You know, the Sacramento Kings, they picked up DeMontis Sabonis. They picked up Tyrese Halliburton. They picked up the talent they need to be a good team, and, and they have so much youth. And with Davian Mitchell and this group, I mean, I feel like they can go really far. They have nothing to lose. No one's expecting the Kings to do this great. But one team that is doing really good is the Boston Celtics. Now, who do you all think is going to beat these Boston Celtics? Ryan, I mean, Colton, I think you have their record right now. 
now for the, uh, the Boston Celtics, if that's correct. The Celtics are 19 and five to wow. start this season. Um, the next closest team is the Bucks. They are 16 and six. So I haven't played as many games as the Celtics, but they're still two games back. And that's after the Bucks have had a pretty good stretch of basketball here. So the Celtics, I think, are going to easily run away with the East. But when it comes to the West that we were talking about, I, I have to pick somebody other than the Pelicans because I can't just pick the same thing as y'all like you know y'all pick tcu together so i gotta go with somebody else uh, i definitely think uh the nuggets are gonna find their way Jokic is trying to you know go and three-peat on mvps he's won two in a row already and trying to make it a third so he's really going to show out and they're like, like i mentioned the closeness of between the one they really the entire conference other than the rockets and the spurs are separate one to 13 is a six game separation so any team can really end up there, but I'm going to I'm gonna take the Nuggets. I'm going to take Jokic up at the top, but we will see what happens. And our last thing we're going to talk about today will be NFL football. That season is starting to come until the later, later part of their season. And one game that I want to talk about is last night's game. I don't know how, who all saw it was the Cowboys and the Colts. I'm sure Ryan saw it. It was it was a blowout and it really wasn't even the Cowboys offense because I had Dak Prescott on a fantasy football team and was really disappointed to see that the Cowboys put 54 points up on the board. And I had like 16 points from Dak Prescott, man. So last night, you know, I was celebrating. I was at a cheesecake factory and I couldn't wow. eat my food. I ordered a nice steak. I couldn't eat my food because in the third quarter, it was 21 to 19 against Indy and Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. I was like, how is this possible? How can they be this close in the game? We should be destroying them. And then, you know, we leave, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't eat any of my food because I couldn't eat. That game was making me sick. Dak Prescott was just not playing good. And then I get home and I look at the score at the end of the game, 55 to 19. I said, what in the world just happened? How, how, was, how did they make that big of a jump? 33 points in the fourth quarter. That is a franchise record. And, you know, it just comes down to, you know, Matty Ice just playing like Matty Ice. He had two interceptions and a fumble in that fourth quarter. And Cowboys were able to do it and do what play how they're supposed to be playing but that game was just incredible i mean that was tony tony pollard's first start over zeke with zeke actually playing and they both did incredibly well that run game was phenomenal the passing game i mean you know you're talking about jack prescott and how many fantasy points fantasy points he had he only had 170 passing yards that's because defense put him in like the red zone every time i mean that defense was good um jerome bland he took over eight uh, uh antonio Brown, whichever one, whatever the name is, Brown, the cornerback who hurt his foot yeah. earlier in the game, and he took over, he had two interceptions. Malik Hooker had an interception and a fumble recovery for a touchdown over his older team, the Colts. And, you know, it was actually kind of a quiet night for Micah Parsons. He didn't have a sack. He didn't really have that many tackles. But, you know, that that team, that defense is still showing their their edge, showing their, their grit, as we like to say. And it was just a good game. I was very surprised in that outcome, but it was great to see. I mean, this is a pretty good place the Cowboys wanted to be this year. I mean, many Cowboy fans are happy. They're 9-3, and three and they, they almost lost against Matty Ice, as you like to call him, or Matt Ryan, um, <laughs> because Matt Ryan, you know, he did what Matt Ryan does. You're right. He threw those interceptions, and he had a fumble, and that's really how the Cowboys got lucky in this one. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry they ruined your cheesecake experience, uh, your cheesecake factory. It was experience. fine. I bought an HB1 later that night, and it was way better eating that after I knew they won. Yeah, I bet it tastes a lot better. But one team I would like to 
to mention um, in the NFL, one other Texas team, a fan team that I'm a fan of that just got eliminated from any opportunity to be in the playoffs, and that's the Houston Texans. So any Texans fans listening, uh, sorry Deshaun Watson came back on the Browns and really gave us a, a bad game, and we lost, so that's kind of sad for us uh, Texans fans. But Cowboys fans can, can enjoy cheesecake and, and in the playoffs, hopefully. Speaking about your Texans, I mean – I'm kind of glad you guys got rid of Deshaun Watts. I mean, he did not play good at all that game. That that defense won him that game. And uh, and people's Pope, people's Pope, whatever his name is, he had a kick return in that game. That was the only reason they won. But, you know, it's going to be interesting next week because we're going to have a little Texas showdown over there in Arlington as the Dallas Cowboys take on the Houston Texans. Oh, man, if, you, if they were able to upset the Cowboys, I would – Flip a table, I would do anything. Cause you know, Ryan, we, we used to be friends. but Yeah, I, I know we used this, to be friends. I'm on my way out. Sorry, later, bro. <laughs> Ciao. All right. All right, before we wrap up Bobcat Radio today, I have a little bit of breaking news. This big edition for the last Monday edition of Bobcat Radio for the year. Tell us. And Jeff Passan on Twitter has just announced that right-hander Justin Verlander has reached an agreement with the New York Mets. No, the what? Mets. So a little live reaction. Oh, you know, as an Astros no. fan, I he asked for 130 million over three years, and I'm glad he didn't go to the Yankees or Dodgers. But you know, we're running out of time. Quick reaction: Justin Verlander is a New York Met. I I, I knew he was going to leave. I mean, we all know this man wanted money, and I thought I was scared he was going to go to the Dodgers. Or the Yankees, which would have been, uh, that's just wrong. You can't do that as a Astro. But for him to go to the Mets, I guess that was his uh, way of, you know, getting that bag and not offending too many people. But come on. Yeah, I really want him to stay. I knew it was going to be hard for him to stay. But, you know, now I'm thinking, yeah, all right, the Mets, that doesn't hurt as much. If it was, like, you know, the Dodgers, like, or the Braves or somebody like that, you know. Oh, we went to the Rangers, imagine, after getting DeGrom. They could not afford They could not afford They they got a $500 million That's probably why the Mets were so extreme about getting it. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. It's He couldn't go to another. It's funny. He left one blue and orange team and had to go play for another blue and orange team, if, if that makes any sense. But I don't know. Verlander, he's getting old. So, I mean, let him have his retirement, I guess, in the Mets. But uh, we still got Framer Valdez. So. Yep, of yes, course. Sir. So Justin Verlander is a Met. And while we're on the subject of baseball, I might, just, might as well just say, you know, happy one-month anniversary to the Houston Astros winning the World Series. Let's go. Ghost Rose. Ghost Rose. Uh, but before we wrap up today, let's throw it to Justin for a little weather update. What is what is going on outside right now? Well, guys, you know, Justin's here as usual doing the trusty weather service. And this is finals week. So many of us are going to be going from class to class. And, you know, we it's going to be pouring rain. Maybe let's check. Let's look at the let's look at the forecast right here. So. Actually, we're looking pretty good. The highest chance of rain this week is going to be Thursday. That's going to be a 35% chance of rain with a high of 77 and a low of 63. But let's just talk about today, tomorrow, and the next few days. Today, the high is 74, low of 64. Don't expect any rain today, just cloudy skies. Tomorrow, you got a high of 78 and a low of 66 with a small rain percentage of only 15%. Wednesday, a high of 79, a low of 67 Friday, we got a high of 73 and a low of 62. But this Saturday is the day that you may need to wear a rain jacket or rain boots. It's going to be up to 48% chance of thunderstorms this Saturday. But most of y'all will already be out of the San Marcos area. But that's about it for the weather, guys. Just make sure y'all are studying on your finals and being safe on your way to class because it should be not rainy. Well, money just dropped for Justin Verlander. Two years, $86 million with a third-year option is the official numbers. But that is all of our time today for today, so make sure to keep up with everything Texas State and San Marcos related by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 
For Justin Brown and Ryan Liguez, I'm Colton Gibson. Thank you for listening to this Monday's edition of Bobcat Radio. And we wish you a very happy holidays and can't wait to see you back in January. But for now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.